0: The DNS podcast. The DNS podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the DNS podcast. This week, we're joined by Demi. How do I say your surname, Demi? Um, so
1: Shishido. 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 Yeah. Uh,
0: or Demi so, Poon. Yeah. Demi Poon. Shishido. Um, Demi is a powerlifter and the owner of Barbell Geisha. So how are you doing? Yes, very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So the reason we got Demi on is because we've seen what she's been doing for women in strength sports, um, really caught our eye and thought it was a, a really cool thing to, to dive into. So starting off, introduce yourself to the, to the listeners, let them know how you got started in strength sports and how Barbell Geisha came about.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, my name is Demi. I'm from Sydney. Um, I've been powerlifting for about three years now. Um, I've been a PT for like over 10 years, just doing like real, real, um, sort of regular weight training. And I got to a point where I sort of really got bored and I needed structure. I hit up my friend saying, I just want a program. Um, it was never supposed to be a powerlifting program. It was just a strength program. And, um, he pretty much said, Hey, there's a powerlifting. In comp next month. Do you want to give it a go? And I'm like, yes, wait, why not? Um, because for me, like I can't really train for nothing. Like I have to have a goal. Like I have to have like a a direction. Yeah. And so pretty much um that's how I got into it. My first comp, like I literally I, I reckon like my compliance in terms of training was probably about 40% because it was over the, the new year's Christmas um season. And I came back from a holiday. Two days later, I was competing at my first comp. Yeah. Uh, that was three years ago. Um, and it's been such a great experience. Um, I think powerlifting is um, it's a sport, but it's also there's a lot of life lessons I've learned over the last three years, um, just training and competing. Um, in terms of barbell geisha, that was sort of, um, it's something that I've been thinking about for a while, probably about two years of just in my head. Um, and then this year, around May, I was on uh, annually for three weeks and I just got really bored and was like, you know what, what's the point of it just being in my head? Let's just do something about it. Um, and the reason why like, I've been putting it off for so long was because I was thinking about the the big picture like the end goal Mm -hmm. and um, obviously it's quite overwhelming just thinking about you know what it should look like what i want it to look like and that's probably why i never got started um and then this time i just thought you know what i'll just give it a go if it's shit who cares um and in terms of like um, apparels and stuff like that it was never to like make a huge amount of money it's more just exposure you know i was happy to just break even Yep. Um yeah, and it's 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 been like just over 2 months now and it's been quite a journey. Um the best thing about it is actually not the money part because obviously I haven't made any money from it. Um but just like meeting new people like online because obviously we're in lockdown. Um and just seeing like I didn't realize there was such a like a gap in in the market or, you know, in the industry for female lifters, Mm. Um, because being a female lifter myself and being a female, like personally, I've never really thought that there was like a glass ceiling, you know, but I think um, doing this and speaking to other people online, it's really um, sort of shone a light in terms of like women (sighs) needing to be empowered, you know. yeah, it's, it's been very
0: interesting. So I'm just going to take it back a little bit. So your first comp, you've been training powerlifting, like a lot of people never really, you started training, but mm-hmm. never really thought you were going to fall into powerlifting necessarily. No, when was, what yeah. was that first comp and what was that like for you? How did you, how did you find the experience? Oh, uh,
1: okay. So my first comp was January 2018, it was the Adonis Athletics Campbell Town. Um, I'm pretty sure it was like end of Jan. Um, Yeah, it was my first experience at a powerlifting comp. I've never been to one, never seen one. I literally just went in to give it a crack. I've never met any other powerlifters as well. Hmm. So it was like, my friend was like, right, you're going to have three squats, three attempts. You're going to try and squat, you know, higher and higher and yeah, just gave it a crack. And I think I got like seven, seven out of nine lifts or something. Um, Yeah. And it was quite a good experience because I just had a lot of fun because there was no real um, expectation you know, Mm. on being the best. It was just a novice comp. Um, I didn't cut for my comp as well. So I think I was like 55 kilos and I just competed in the 57 class. And then um, I also got the, you know, the best and fairest winner that day, which is really sort of nice, you know, a nice sort of token. And that's where I received my first knee sleeve from Harris Stability Systems. Um, so my first comp, I didn't compete in sleeves. I just had, like, um, like a chic belt that I got for, like, 70 bucks online. Um, I don't think I had wristbands either. So so through that first sort of prize, I got my first knee sleeves and wristbands. I enjoyed the experience. And then I think in my first year, like, I, I did, like, five
2: comps. Nice.
1: Yeah.
0: I remember so that before- first... Sorry hey, on, on, about boy. On. You go said I, like, I remember your first comp because I spotted and loaded that comp.
1: Oh, did you? So I was gonna say that. Hard. Was that the hot
0: day? Yeah, when my <laughs> mohawk by the end of it was like that. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh, I remember that. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I
0: thought, I thought like... you were there. Yeah, I remember that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember thinking about the mohawk. Like, how did that even stay up? Uh, I remember I... that.
0: I'm not sure by the end of the day, it, it didn't. It just like it concrete, was so hot just going like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: But what were you going to say, Dan? Sorry.
2: So prior to your comp, um, had you been weight training for a little while or was it it kind of a new thing that sort of sprung upon you? Have you been in the gym training for a little while, just doing your own thing, or what was the story there?
1: Yeah, so I think at that point I had been a PT for about eight years. So, like, I had been weight training, um, but I'll be honest – um, super light, you know, typical sort of like bodybuilding um, kind of training, you know, high intensity stuff. You know, I did get into like a bit of um, bodybuilding early on as a PT, but like the diet, just I just couldn't do it. Just I can't. So I, I did do some weight training, um, nothing too programmed. I sort of pretty much did what I wanted to do that day. Um you know, dabbled in, you know, CrossFit at the gym kind of thing, never competed. Um, yeah, nothing crazy. Um, this was probably like my first proper structured strength program. Um, yeah. Yeah,
0: nice. And what a uh, – because I know you've competed internationally. you compete competed Oceanas, didn't you? Yes, yes. And w- did you go to Worlds or you were going to Worlds? Yeah, so I was
1: super fortunate, hey. So in my first year, 2018, um, I was lucky enough to go to Oceania's in the Gold Coast in November that year. And then I think nationals that year qualified me to go to Worlds in 2019, which has been the last one. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm so glad I took that opportunity to go to Sweden because it was just such a great experience and just seeing um, – the the strength of other lifters you know from around the world yeah so super fortunate I went before this whole COVID thing happened
0: and what was the the environment like at at Worlds in Sweden
1: oh um the only way I can put it is like just really quite cool (laughs) um because like you see I guess like powerlifting it's it's not really a mainstream sport. It's not like a, the Olympics, you know. Mm. It's a very, um, <clears throat> like, it's very big on Instagram now. So I guess, like, seeing people that you've you've been watching for a little while um, on Instagram come to live um, is, is, was quite interesting. Um, I think, like, each country sort of had their own flavour in terms of, like, their personality as well. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting to see. Um, not so much the women's, but, but men's definitely, you can sense. There was a lot of ego out there. (laughs) Um, yeah. The heavier they uh, get. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was just really good to watch. Great atmosphere. It was really well run. Um, yeah. You had like two platforms going if it was like a big, big, um, flight and yeah, everyone's real supportive in general. So it was really,
2: really good. When's the last oh, time you get the long flight over there, isn't it? To Sweden? Oh 20 hours?
1: Oh, I think it was all up like 26 or 27.
2: Oh my word. Did you get yeah, there the week before or
1: um, early? So or- I, I got there two days before. So I think I arrived there like 2pm, like Sweden time. And then I had a day to sort of recover and then I competed the next day. Yeah. Because I've got like um you know two kids and a husband and I was working at the time like I can't really take like a week just to like prep you know so yeah. it was a good um good experience though like I still took two weeks no maybe like 11 days all up um like because I stayed for um like the the world sort of dinner which was you know cute and then I went to London to visit my friend and then I came back so yeah, I did get like a good 10 or 11 days overseas. That's
2: awesome.
0: And when was the last time you got to compete?
1: Oh, well, luckily I got to compete at States this year. Um, I believe Nationals is uh, cancelled this year. I, yeah. I found it out through someone else's post.
2: Gold <laughs> uh, Instagram, it's the first place yeah. you find out about things yeah, is
1: like, it? <laughs> I, I was like, what the hell? Um, But that's okay. Um, States is really good. Um, PCYC, Auburn, I think Liz organised that she did such a great job. There was, like, so many people. Um, It just went super smoothly. Um, Yeah, she's a bloody legend, that one. Um, So States was the last comp, and then I was prepping for nationals nationals this year, but obviously that's not going to happen. Worlds, I think um, Australia's pulled out, so we're not going to that one either. So hopefully 2022 will be a better year for us all
0: fingers crossed crossed. yeah what what were your goals for nationals did you have certain numbers you wanted to hit
1: uh yeah like um better than before is always (laughs) is always nice um and to qualify for worlds i think it's just such a cool experience um yeah just better than before really like i think you can have a certain number and you just get fixated on a number.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, one of the best things that like my coach and said to me is like on the, on comp day, it's, it's not what you want. It's what you have on that day, mm-hmm. you know? So you you could be training really well, but then on comp day, you, you might have a shit day at the end of the day, as long as you, you squat, bench and dead you get a turtle that's a good day you know how many times have you seen people bomb out like that's probably like not my worst nightmare but like it's it's not ideal yeah so the goal is to not bomb out pick a pick a um a sensible number within reason and you know get something on the board push for it and then just just do better than before nice
2: so are you training at adonis Paddington well not currently but are you training there or are you online
1: um like as a pt or you mean like no 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 just, as just in training under
2: a mirror, are, you, are you are you training out of paddington or do you do you no.
1: work online yeah i do all my training by myself um i train at my local gym just in Rhodes oh okay um, yeah um at the moment obviously i'm training out of my garage yeah. um I, I go to like Paddington or Granville usually if I do go to a, uh, to a gym. Um, usually a few weeks before comp I just try and get used to the calibrated plates, you know, because they do feel a bit different because at home or at a commercial gym I'll train with like bumper plates or really shit wobbly plates. So, um, yeah, a couple of weeks before that, like I like to sort of um, – what's the word, like train with like the legitimate equipment just so my body gets used to it, yeah. Hmm.
0: So along this journey, you said Barbell Geisha was an idea a couple of years in the making really. Mm -hmm. Um, At what point did you think, you know, that was something you wanted to do and something for you to aim towards?
1: Um, It was just, I got sick of just thinking about it. Yeah, and also um, just during annual leave, I guess I just had a lot of time, <laughs> you know, because these things take time. As you know, like you guys have your own apparel line, and you have this podcast, and you know, yeah. it's it's not just like okay, well, let's just let's just do it. it there's a lot of planning involved, um, like lots of like logistics. So I think during my time off, um, I just sat down and was like, right, what do I want to do? What do I want to have? How do I go about doing it? And then it was just um, a slow process. It was, it was quick, but it was a slow process in terms of you know yeah. planning it, um, and then just just doing it, you know. Because how many times do you sit there and talk, think about like what you want to do, and you know people will like bitch and moan about you know everything in life, you know, and like I have my own um, times where I'll complain and. Be a little silk, but at the end of the day, you're the only person that can get you out of that. So it was just about giving it a crack, really. Um, there's the, there was no like epiphany or like a sign of God or anything like that.
0: <laughs> there never is. Yeah. <laughs> no it's
1: just hard work.
0: So, what's um, where'd the name come from? Barbell Geisha.
1: Oh, so Barbell. Yep. weight training and i think like geisha is uh like you know me being like japanese it's I uh, it's it's japanese word it's a it's relatable mm. um it's also i think it's just like a really pretty word as well so geisha actually means like performer you know artist and um i have this like in my bio on my website where i think the western culture just through their book and the movie um uh, the 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 word geisha and the image of it has been like hypersexualized mm. you know it, it's about you know serving men or you know being sold for your virginity kind of thing but realistically geishas are like artists and the reason why I chose that was because there's an aspect of like mystery you know people don't really know what geishas do unless you are a geisha you know what I mm. mean like. Um, and also, like, what they do day in, day out, like, our training is, like, their, their whole purpose in life is about refining their art, whatever that may be, you know. And I'm not here to say I know what Keishas do, okay, not at all. But it's, like, I think it's more that work ethic. It's about, you know, every day becoming better. Um, you know, how can I make my art, whether it's lifting or dancing, whatever, um, better? So it's about refining. Um, yeah, it, it's. I think for me, that's that's where that word came from.
0: That's really cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: And coming from as you were a PT now doing the online stuff, how do you find the transition? How do you find online coaching?
1: Oh, to be honest, um, I've sort of um, don't do online coaching anymore. It just got a little bit too much. Um, just with the whole like Barbara Geisha as well um, i think i took um this lockdown opportunity to um drop a few clients <laughs> and um also pass them on to other trainers as well because I, I still i don't know why um i still get like inquiries online about online coaching um so i'll pass them on to other trainers um just because i, I just don't have time um i'm pretty much like all in or all, all out kind of person and I know that I can just write a program and send it through and, like, check up on them. But, like, I, I really enjoy, like, one-on-one training where um, I'll continue to have that relationship with them um, and touch base regularly. But um, with my job, like I don't have, like, a seven-day seven, seven day job. It's like a, like a night shift, shift work um, kind of thing. So it's just too hard for me to um, keep tabs on everyone, so I dropped the online coaching and uh, I pretty much just work full time. And then on my days off, I work on Barbell Geisha.
0: How do you balance it all? Because that's that's a massive, that's a lot of plates spinning at once, you know, two kids, yeah. Barbell Geisha, your full time job, like getting your own training in because obviously, you, you know, you're a top level athlete. You've competed at Wells before. How do you manage all that?
1: With great difficulty is the (laughs) only way I can put it. I am always busy. Yep. Um, And I think it's just you just have to prioritise things. So obviously, like, I need to work to support our family. Um, I'm a dreamer, but I'm also realistic. (laughs) I have to have a full-time job. Um, In terms of my kids, I'm sort of at that point now where my daughter's um, almost 15, my son is nine, like they're old enough to sort of not need me physically. Mm -hmm. Um, So I try and just like be there for them and, you know, it's more like when they need me, I'll try and put put everything down and be there for them. But they're pretty like self-sufficient. Yeah. Uh, My husband, though, you know, takes a lot of work. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, training has been um, probably the hardest to fit in because of my shift work. Um, but, um, you know, I've been speaking with Amir about a different cycle. So I'm on a, you know, a nine-day weekly cycle, not like a seven-day weekly cycle. And I'll have um, sort of shorter, lower-intensity days on my days where I work or in between night shifts. And days like today where I don't have work, like I'll have longer sessions and it'll be higher intensity. So it's just way more fun. And with Barbell Geisha, it's pretty much like I just slotted in between because, you know, it's not a full-time gig. So, you know, I can't sit there for like two hours and go, right, I'm going to sort this out, you know. So between my sets, I'll be like replying to suppliers or, you know, whatever, I'll be doing orders at night. Um, on my way to work or before work, I'll drop off, you know, a parcel. So Barbell Geisha is sort of like, it just fits into my life um, pretty well at the moment.
0: Yeah. What's the long-term goals with Barbell Geisha? I know you've just brought on a couple of um, ambassadors, Ellie and... Yeah. Um, Julia. Julia.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a few more coming on um, soon. Um, long-term I would really like to see the strength community grow Mm -hmm. um, and not just limited to, like, the powerlifting community as well. Um, You know, I really try to make it inclusive um, and not exclusive um, to, like, oh, you know, you have to be, you know, have a certain amount of followers to be an ambassador or you have to have a certain look to be an ambassador, you know, like I want um, and and by ambassador, like I also want to stress that, you know, everyone who supports the community is an ambassador Mm. because um, like our community is what keeps us going, you know, and it's just um, like as an ambassador, like the, for me, like the main qualities are that you strive to inspire others and motivate others, you know, and not not by your looks or your strengths or whatever, you know, it's just by being a kind person. I think like that's the most important thing. I know absolutely. it's a bit weird. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, Absolutely. So many, like, brands or, like, communities, it's all about, like, oh, how many followers do you have? Okay, sure, I'll sign you up. But, like, it's so fake. And I think that's also where this was born because I was just so sick of seeing, um, like, fake, strong, pretty powerlifters, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, And at the end of the day, they lift, but the main goal is to get as many followers as you can, show as much butt and boob as you can. <laughs> um, whereas this is just, um, I just want it to be sort of, sort of like real, like a real community of like women and men supporting each other um, through like sort of kindness and, and being like inclusive.
0: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a question we get asked a lot. It's like, how do you pick your, your athletes? Mm. And I'm sure you're the same. It's, it's really a gut feel. It's uh, you know, definitely passionate Um, Mm -hmm. for us. We, we want to support the people that are competing Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, and that love their sport and are a good ambassador for their sport, be it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: CrossFit, powerlifting, strongman, weightlifting. Um, There's no, there's not really a criteria for being, the right person. It's yeah. It's always just a, a gut feeling. You gotta go with the yeah, gut. Yeah.
1: Definitely. It's like a vibe, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And I think like um like as a before Barbell Gosha, I never understood this. It's like, oh you know, why doesn't why shouldn't she be ambassador or like why can't she represent this brand? Like she would be so good for it. And I guess from a business perspective, there is um a bit of that like marketability. Let's be honest, you know, like because as much as you want um, the people you believe make a difference to be an ambassador on social media, like there has to be an aspect of them trying to engage with their followers, like their community, um, as well as, you know, if they're wearing your clothes, like make it look good, you know. Mm. So um, there's definitely um, that aspect as well. I wouldn't lie about it. Yeah, um, but that's definitely not the number one thing, you know.
0: Yeah, what's um? You've just released the uh, leggings and crops.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What What have you got coming up for Barbell Geisha?
1: Oh look, I have like a few more things um, coming up, but it's really hard. Hey, like everything yeah. takes time. Everything takes, like, a shitload of money. Um, So I'm just taking things slow um, and see where it goes. Like, I've got, like, our sets sold out in, like, a few days, which is really good. So I've got a a, a restock of that coming soon. But it would be nice to get, like, a few more range out there. Um, Yeah, but again the apparel is just a, a part of like what Barbell Geisha is. Like, you know, it's this this lockdown has been quite damaging to the whole fitness industry, I guess. Like, mm. you know, comps are being cancelled, postponed and stuff like that. Um, I, I've been lucky to partner up with Adonis Athletics Campbelltown. Um, Therese from there, um, we organised a powerlifting comp for women in November. Yep. So, so far, I think we're 13 weeks out from that competition. So, as long as lockdown ends this month, which it probably won't, um, you know, we'll have the go-ahead to to compete in November. Um, and it, that's also been just really cool because that, I think, comp of like 28 ladies, it sold out in like less than four days. Yes. Yeah. So, like we had a really good thing going um, I had also, like, I wanted to make it really different, not just a comp where people come and lift and go. Yeah. Like, I really wanted to make it, like, social um, and fun. So I had, like, a couple of um, vendors that were going to come and um, supply us with, like, food and drinks and things like that, um, really make it, like, a community event. So fingers crossed, who knows, like, you know, maybe lockdown will <laughs> I'm not sure, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as long as if, if plan goes ahead, like in November should be really good. If not, it'll get postponed. But um yeah, just really looking to grow this
0: community. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> I just watched a kid stack it outside the window. <laughs> Sorry. He missed Never just the curve. Old it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Didn't land on God. his head, did he? No, no, he's all right,
2: I think. Yeah, he's That's all right.
0: Good. Shit. That's Sorry. good. Sorry.
2: I went on my um, I went for a pedal bike this morning, and I've actually broke my bike, so I took the Mrs. bike out, and I was cycling up a hill, actually not far from your Shawnee. And um, you know when you change gears going up the hill, and you're you're you not on the saddle, and you're mm. pedaling like that. Well, I changed the gear, but it delayed, and I put my foot down, and I flung, and I went over the front of the handlebars, and but my shoulders sort of went down, and like, I smashed my chest on the centerpiece. Oh. And there was a family walking the other way. <laughs> I kind of, kind of winded myself and kind of tried carrying on cycle. I thought I pulled the chain off. Bloody uh, hell! Yeah. You're really. right. Hey. You're right. Just the
0: bruised yeah, ego. A a
2: dented ego. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. How the bloody hell did you break your bike?
2: Um. So when I went out last week, my front brake was rubbing, and it was doing my headings. I thought in my head. I'm losing speed because the brakes on. Do you know what I mean? So I like. Mm. We can't be doing that. So I've got the toolbox at the back of the car, and I'm thinking oh, I'll have a little play around with this. And I ended up completely fucking the front brake. So I've got no brakes. Like, so having no <laughs> I'll go over that forest at Rouse Hill, giving it Billy, Billy, big bollocks. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need a brake, you know. Oh mate. So yeah, I've just banned the missus from using hers. and I'm, I'm having to go on that, but it's a little bit too small. But I think Kmart are sold out, mate, because everyone's every man and their dog and woman's out on the bike so if you know anyone who's selling a bike i'm uh, willing to come and pick it up
1: yeah you could market like up the bikes now hey sell them for more expensive yeah make
0: yeah, money off it the bikes become the new gym equipment in this lockdown I could just see someone mm-hmm.
2: who can, uh, who can fi- fix the front brake <laughs> it's just the brakes <laughs> yeah Ideal. no good
0: anyway but back on topic sorry that was a uh, yeah <laughs> <The window> next, <laughs> next so are you got any plans for you know lockdown ending obviously hope soon maybe whenever it does but next year what sort of uh, events and comps are you looking to to get involved with?
1: oh as, as much as I can to be honest um, like last week I think the strong woman strong woman Australia, they did like a girls' night in kind of thing over Zoom. Yeah. And then I think they did like a oh, I don't know what it's called, but they played a game and the winner got like a Barbara gosha shirt and a mask. So I'll be sending that out, you know, what um this week. Um so yeah, like I'm looking to get involved anywhere I can um for a good cause. Um yep. also. Just Had someone message me today and just supporting um mental health as well. I think that's really important given lockdown's been hard on a lot of people, so they I live think, for um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so things like that. So, um, yeah, looking to get involved in things and hopefully, like, one of the big things that I would like to be able to do, uh, and I, I know that I can now, but on a, on a bigger scale is to be able to contribute to like charities, you know? Um, so maybe we'll have something out next year where we can, um, collect things for charity and, and give back to people, um, not just about strength and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I think for. Next year, like just comps, you know, um, hopefully we can provide some sort of um, support for competitions um, and to women entering competitions as well. Maybe if they're, you know, worried about things, we can help them find competitions, you know, like, yeah, not too sure. See how it goes, kind of thing.
0: What would you say is one of the biggest challenges for? for women and females getting into strength sports. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: it's it seems to have really grown over the last couple of years, which is fantastic to see. Mm-hmm. But it's still relatively like in comparison, it's it's still a small percentage of the athletes. Is there a barrier for that you see?
1: Um I guess so. Um, I can only really speak for people that that I know, I yeah. guess. Um, and I guess the barrier is like I think as an Asian, um, it's like you have this misconception that um, training or wh- uh, weightlifting will make you bulky. So I think a lot of women don't get into that. Um, thinking that they're going to get massive. But like, how many massive do you, women do you really see? Like mm. not many, unless they're on some very special juice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like those misconceptions, um, I, I guess it's not just an Asian thing, but, you know, it's like parents saying, oh, my gosh, you're going to hurt yourself, you know, um, because you're lifting heavy weights. Like, oh, you, why would you want to do that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and i no, mean God. like to a certain point like it is it is useless strength let's be honest like <laughs> you have like functional strength where you know you're going to be fit and healthy and strong in your day-to-day life and then you have this massive squat or deadlift which you'll probably never ever use so
2: i think there's like that continuum. like the first year of doing any sort of training everything outside of the gym feels great and the more you go along this line of training everything outside the gym just hurts. Just the most painful yeah. of things.
1: Mm-hmm. Like like turning around too fast.
2: And like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. moving side pull to your side, neck. like just up and down, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think um, that just comes from, let's face it, being a noob, right? You just not knowing your body's limits, not listening to your body, or you just have a shit coach. We know this. Um, it's like you need to have the right support and that's also having a good coach, a good um, like physio um, and you work with your limitations. And not everyone is built to be number one, you know, and, and part of powerlifting is um, what I love about powerlifting is that you really can only compare yourself to yourself, you know. So as long as you're getting better, um, there's there's always progression, you know. Um, so as long as you manage your injuries, because you will you will have them. Um, I think it's like a lifelong sport, really.
0: Hmm. It is. All right, Dan, Demi, I'm gonna poor Dan gives me shit for it. So, go on, mm-hmm. shorty, get the get, the, my, the, the, get the questions. Here we go. Let yeah. me bring them back up. So every episode, we ask the guests. I guess the same 10 questions.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, damn. Okay.
0: <laughs> with no prior warning. Which is Okay. Yeah, I'll bring them up.
2: Should I be worried?
0: No, not at all.
2: So, say, do you still keep the uh V A4 paper with them all written down?
0: No, I've got them here on my phone now because I lost that piece of paper for about three episodes. <laughs> all right. So Favourite meal?
1: Can I just say Asian food? Yeah.
0: Any particular yeah. region or?
1: Oh, Asian food, just because I'm like Asian. It's just Fair like enough. home home food. Home food. Yeah, home food.
0: All right. Uh, favourite athlete?
1: Sorry, favourite athlete? Yep. I never really thought about it. Okay
0: Sorry we can come back to that one Yeah can
1: we come back to that one
0: Easy Uh, Favourite comp memory
1: Favourite comp memory uh, would be Worlds in 2019
0: Uh, Favourite lift Squat Squat
1: Yeah for sure Uh,
0: Biggest uh, influence in lifting
1: Um, My coach Amir Yeah Nice.
0: Uh, three books you'd recommend?
1: Oh, um, I know this. It's the book by James Clear. I think it's called Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. That one is a really, really good, good book. Um, and I know this is probably so not in your top list, but the book by Fifty Cent. is <laughs> really good.
2: Yeah, nice. I don't. There I don't you know go. what it's is called. It, is um, it called Get Rich or Die Trying? I've just had a stab in the
1: dog. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't remember what it's called, but it's his like most recent like entrepreneurial book. And it's it's quite interesting just hearing about um his life story and it's very cliche, but it's mm. just it's it's good value actually. And and I think it's good value because um I think everyone when they read these kind of books, they expect this book to be life-changing. When really every single book that you read about, you know, doing better, becoming better, you know, whatever, it comes down to you. It comes mm. down to you actually taking action. There is there is absolutely no secret. You know, it's all about being prepared, um, taking action, consistency, grit. There's, there's no special formula. So I think, like, I found his book to be entertaining as well as... Um, yeah,
2: insightful. Nice. On um, that, yeah. that topic, do you, are mm-hmm. you follow Jim Carrey on Instagram? No, I don't actually. No. have a flick through his Instagram this afternoon. And you get chat. Honestly, okay. I, I I got sent it. I got sent a post from, from Webby actually yesterday, and no. I was I got into a rabbit hole of flicking through his post for about an hour. Okay. Honestly, really, really good. Have a little have a little this afternoon. He's okay. really cool.
1: Okay, we'll yeah. do. We'll do. Yeah. Uh, um, and then the third book, um, I'm not sure, but they're all the same.
0: They'll roll into one.
2: Yeah, they do. I'm going to throw it in there. James and the Giant <laughs> Peach. I love that one. Rose <laughs> <laughs> That is pretty good, actually. It's the only one I've read. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's free. Yeah.
1: I don't read too many books. So they're all audio books, to be honest. i the same. Yeah. yeah I can't sit there days. and
0: read a book. I don't know who's got time to actually sit and read these days? You can listen well, to a book right. on the go.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Like I just never read. I think like my first book I ever read was uh, when I was when I was fifteen, and it was Memoirs of a Geisha, and I was so proud of myself because I finished a book. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I get the thing with books when you you read a page and you go, I don't think I I don't think I I read it, but I didn't actually take in what it says. So I better mm-hmm. read it again. And you do yeah. that a couple of times. You know, you've read two pages in an hour. So, what's
1: Mm -hmm. going on here? It's always the time. Exactly. I
0: agree totally. Uh, Worst cop memory?
1: Oh oh my gosh. Probably um, most recent states is um, so I I got this new um, knee sleeves that was double XS. And now at World's Last 2019, I fit into a double XS. So I was like, I'm just going to buy this one in the new sort of army green color. It looks really cool. I've ripped it out fresh. I put it on and there was literally no circulation in my legs. Like it was just too tight. So um, I think just before my first squat, I had to um, take them off and ask one of my friends to like, let me borrow her arm um, sleeves <laughs> because I just couldn't, like I couldn't actually move. And like my feet were getting numb because it was just that tight. So that was a very um, stressful moment, you know, but I haven't had like a really shit comp or anything like that just yet. Nice.
0: That's yeah. good. Yeah. If you could be mentored by anyone for six months, who would it be and why?
1: Ooh. I reckon it would be really cool to get mentored by um I don't actually know his name, which is really bad. But you know the guy who owns Do You Even, like the apparel store? Mm-hmm. He's. I think his name's Eddie or something. I think, like, he's quite an interesting person. Um, and obviously he's done really well for himself. And I, I, I say this now because, like, I, I guess like I'm starting out by Belgesha. It would be interesting to hear how he started his journey um, and has taken it to to where it is now, but on his personal Instagram page, like he's on his own sort of journey as well. You know, he's gone through, um, I think like knee reconstructions. That one? Do you even live? Do, it's no, 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 not that one. No, it's actually called. Do you even, it's like a online clothing store. Um, yeah. So oh I think, yeah. 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 Like yeah. it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Super big. And I think his personal Instagram is called like wealth and fitness, maybe Um, it's, it's on my Instagram, but you know, Um, yeah. Like he's on his own personal journey. And um, I think that's a really cool thing to, for him to share that as well. You know, it's not just like, I've got a big company. There it is. You know, he's on his own personal journey into fitness and becoming his better self and um, that whole um, process is quite interesting. So, yeah, that'll be cool.
2: Nice. One million followers. That's, that's quite mind boggling, isn't it? Like, you can reach, yeah. day, that's not one million exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. Power yeah. To, to put content out to reach a million, potentially a million people. What mm-hmm. a crazy thing, isn't it? Mm. It is pretty. Yeah. Common,
1: it's, it's a huge number, isn't it? It is. Like, it just seems fake to me. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
0: One thing most people don't know about you.
1: I'm very, oh, no, people know this. Oh, I don't know. I think I'm pretty, like, obvious. I don't really hide anything. Um,
0: no hidden I talents?
1: Wasn't, uh, no. <laughs> No, unfortunately not. I wish I did. Um, something people don't know. Like I was born in Japan, not Australia.
0: There you go. There you go. How old were you when you moved to Australia?
1: Um, I was seven. Yeah. Okay. So I was born in Tokyo and then I was um, living between Japan and Korea for, for my like toddler age. So I have like mixed memories. And then I came mm. here um, when I was seven as an overseas student because my mum wanted um, me to learn English.
0: Nice. There you
2: go. Yeah. Have you listened to that Joe Rogan one yet? The the new one with the girl who escaped from North Korea?
1: Oh, I haven't. I haven't listened to her, but I've seen like clips of her, like um, on like Facebook talking about, talking about that. Hey, like that's pretty intense. Is
0: that the one you told me about yesterday?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a three-hour-long podcast. So I'm only I'm not halfway through yet, but mm. yeah, the first half of it is um, yeah, wow, I think it leaves even Joe, Joe Rogan speechless. You know, a number of times in that first half, so it's crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can only imagine like it would be really intense and yeah, just very really traumatic.
0: Intense, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and let's we'll jump back to it. Um, favorite athlete.
1: Oh. oh favorite athlete who am I following now? Oh, I don't know I like everyone <laughs> actually um I'll just go with the most recent Olympics um because that, that's what I was watching. I actually don't even know her name but I think she's from the Netherlands and it was like a marathon. Um, one of those like it was on the track anyway they stacked it, like the ladies stacked it, and she still came first. So, oh. like, it
2: just sounds really shit. Sorry, guys. Is it when they run into the over the hurdle through the water?
1: No, no, no. So I think, I reckon it was maybe, like, one of those um, 5K races or something. So they're, they're on the track the whole time. And then just before the last, um, last lap, like, five of them, like, collapsed and, you know, took everyone out. But one yeah. of the ones that got taken, taken out like she ended up coming first like I just thought that was bloody amazing because how do you come from like Mitchell potentially coming last to coming first in the Olympics in the last lap you know yeah. like that is like true grit yeah. that that's a crazy mentality
2: I saw rock climbing yesterday I was I'm having a great time flicking through um the Olympics <laughs> and the rock climbing is it's brilliant bouldering great mm-hmm. sport is
1: country. that the one where they see how fast they
2: can go up? Yeah, they have these different routes and there's like five of them at the front there and they all just fly up through the little route. And yeah, it's it's awesome. Skateboarding, uh, rock climbing, you know, great. Um, oh, yeah. What else was it? The other one I was watching, which I couldn't get, pole vaults. Like, that is oh, massive. yeah. Mm. Like, don't let go of that. You're going <laughs> to land on your neck. Do you know what I mean? It's wonderful. Mm. Yeah, it's no. I've really, I've really enjoyed it. It's been a really good Olympics. It's a shame. Yeah, what cool. would we have done without the Olympics
1: throughout this lockdown though? Like, it's just provided such good entertainment.
2: Yeah, because yeah, lockdown pretty much fell. It lined up like pretty much the same week, <laughs> didn't it? So we've had the Olympics.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
2: long,
1: so. Yeah, I think it's it's so good that they did it. Hey, and sent the Australians as well. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. I, I agree yeah
0: that's good all righty uh so if people want to find barbell geisha where's the easiest place to find you get a hold of you and check out all your your merchandise
1: um the easiest place is either the website it's www.barbellgeisha.com or instagram um at barbell geisha
0: and if they want to see how your your lifting's going best place to find you
1: um, my personal Instagram is just at Demi Poon.
0: Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy. All righty, guys. Thanks for joining us today, Demi. Thank Appreciate you very much it, for Demi. having me. Thank for you. Your time. We'll Thank talk you. To you next time, guys. The DNS Podcast. The DNS Podcast.